30 days of moon magic and today is May the 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo. So today we're going to, we're in a waxing crescent moon. Our theme for this uh, phase, this moon cycle, this 29.53 moon cycle is all about safety and the root chakra. Uh, if you have not done any root chakra work or inner child work before, I do have uh, quite a few videos on YouTube in the Magical Mothering Method uh, playlist that you can watch there. Um, if you're here, say hello so I can see you. All right. So today we're going to uh, continue some inner child work. And we're gonna address those parts of us, those too much parts of us. So do you have parts of yourself that are just too much? That you've been told that your whole life, are you too loud? Are you too bright? Are you too, what is your too much? Um, so this really spurred uh, conversation this morning. My daughter literally woke up and said, do I, what did she say? Do I deserve to be alive? I think is what she said. And it was like, whoa, what kind of nighttime processing is she doing? And I said, what is this about? Let's talk about this. What do you mean? Of course you deserve to be alive first and foremost, but what spurred this? And she goes, well, I'm just so bad. And I said, okay, what does that mean? And this ties in perfectly with the Facebook Live yesterday of how we get behavioral corrections or how we get emotional reactions and then we attach a story to them. This is exactly what we do currently still. So that my nine-year-old daughter did this yesterday was so spot on this morning. So good morning, Sally. I'm sharing a story about uh, my daughter this morning. And so as she was saying, do I deserve to be alive? It was like heartbreaking. So I put my emotional reaction to the side and just was present for hers. And I kind of brought in my own inner child because I was like, oh, this is this is going to be this is going to be potent. And so when she said that, I, I really wanted to communicate and unravel what was behind it. And she goes, well, I have such bad behavior. And I said, okay, let's talk about this. She goes, well, I yell at you and I'm sassy. And I, um, and she just like, she know, she's, she can be a mean girl at times when she buddies up with other girls against other kids. And so I said, do you know why I love all of those parts of you? Do you know why I love your feistiness and your fierceness and your sassiness and your ability to communicate even if it isn't a yell? I said, I never have to worry about you having boundaries or not having boundaries. I know that you will forever from this moment for the rest of your life be able to clearly take care of yourself and no one will ever do something to you that you do not want done. And I said, the reason why I love those things so much is because I don't 
I got all of those stripped away from me. So while I do not like being yelled at, and you can work on that, I love that you can stand up for yourself. I am just learning how to do this at 37, is what I told her. And I said, so you, I told, I said, you teach me how to have boundaries. You teach me how to have a voice. You show me how to communicate my likes and my dislikes. And in you, I see that it is okay to do that. And so today really made me realize that no matter how, like we create these stories and they do watch movies more often and they're getting influenced more by the media aspect, the, the movie aspect of these characters, these good, bad, good guys and bad guy characters, right? And because Skyann tends to associate more with the, the villain character, she loves the villainous characters. She is making up a story that her villainous character is bad. Um, and this is something that we do. We create emotional reactions and then make up the stories associated them to make a feelings. And so I just snuggled her this morning and just let her know that I love all of those aspects of her. And that's what makes her, her. That the fact that she is going to be able to step into the world as a confident, assured, communicative, boundaries intact woman when she goes and takes on the world, I have no doubts that she will, she will very much do that without this fear without this lack, without this unworthiness, all of those characteristics, but because she sees that there is not very many women portrayed as that, she goes, I must be bad. I must be inherently bad or too much. And so do I deserve to be alive? Like what a contemplative question. That's such a nine-year-old question to say, I'm separate now. I'm alone now. I'm separating from the oneness that is and the nine-year change Rudolf Steiner talks a lot about that that it's this whole separation from the oneness that happens and it's very esoteric and it's very um, life-altering and life-changing so to be present for those nine-year change type questions in a way that just gathers all of themselves back into themselves is a great way to do that and to not get our own stuff in the way. Uh, Takesha, hello. Lisa, hello. Welcome, welcome. And Takesha, you're my second cousin, I believe. We're cousins of some of some sort. We're, I think, second cousins. <laughs> so welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Lisa, good morning. Sally, again, welcome. I'm so grateful for you ladies being here. Um, the topic of today, if you feel like commenting, is what is your too much? Because this is really so valuable. What is your too much? My too much. I've been told that I am too happy. Okay. So I, I get told this actually regularly. You are too happy. And ever since I was a child, you're too bright, you're too loud, you're too happy, you laugh too loud. So what is your too much? Um, I know as women, we get told this 
all the time. In fact, I've never heard a little boy get told that they're, you know, maybe that they're too rambunctious or too, too hyper, too loud. But I feel like it's, it's a little different. In our misogynistic culture, we often create outlets for little boys to be too aggressive. We give them more guns. We give them swords, like as a society, not as us personally. So it's an interesting aspect when we look at this space and look at our own too muchness. Um, yeah, right. Um, and so when we look at the the when we look at our too muchness, I don't know a proper way of saying that, but when we look at what are we too much, when we say, hey, calm down, calm down, you're too much of this. Um, Geraldine, hello, welcome, glad you're here. What is that? And so these are the parts of us that we start dimming because when anybody tells us, you're too much as a child, and they say it over and over and over again, we get very clearly that if we continue on that trajectory of being that too much, then ultimately we will not get our needs met. So we start taming it. We start taming it. We start pushing it down. We start looking around us and very much so around the age, you know, this starts at two or three. If we're being told that we're too much of something, we really start pushing that down, looking around us, imitating those around us and going, okay, they speak differently. But if we have a parent who yells, that will continue to imitate that or a parent that name calls or a parent that um, is guilt or shame provoking. We will see that these are okay, even if they tell us that they're not. It's very confusing, right? Which is why parents, when I was growing up, you do as I say, not as I do, which is the stupidest thing parents ever said that came out of their mouth. Like we are imitative beings. We look around us to mere appropriate behavior and so when our own parents are mirroring behavior that they don't want us to do, it creates a lot of cognitive dissonance. It creates anxiety. It creates um, lack. It creates uh, hypervigilance to go, okay, they're doing that, but they told me not to do it. It creates a lot of trauma responses in the body. And it can ultimately create a post-traumatic stress disorder if it's so much to the point that we start separating from ourselves and getting triggered like oh my gosh I did it again and I can't um, do that so there's an aspect of allowing ourselves to integrate our too much and <clears throat> it doesn't matter how old we are we can be in our 30s our 40s our 70s it doesn't matter we can be in our teens I love doing this work with my kids now and integrating those pieces and parts of them now. I do inner child work with my kids all the time. I take them in and, and gather up pieces and parts of their own inner child so that they can have them and love on them. And they're like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. Look at them and they love them and they just pull them in. 
And so this work can be done at absolutely any age. Uh, Lonise shares that my too much is being sensitive and emotional. Oh my goodness, yes, 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 yes. How many can, how many can resonate with that? I think you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. Why are you so sensitive? I was just joking. That is such a narcissistic expression. So if you got told this growing up, that is such a narcissistic way of being raised. Oh, stop it. You're just too sensitive. You're just too emotional. Why don't you just toughen up? Because you don't need to. You don't need to toughen up. You actually are such a sensitive being and that's how your gifts work. Your gifts work by having all these hyper-tuned, sensitive feelers that can pick up the slightest nuances around you. And suddenly you're putting into alignment what those around you need. And instead we were taught that, um, we were taught that we have this ability that is too much. Anytime you look at your too much, is that is your gift that is your superpower but it makes other people uncomfortable because they don't have that superpower um Geraldine, my my too much is wearing my heart on my sleeve right is everything you're just you share everything everything is so known your feelings are right there um and this is so powerful because it helps in a world that honored life this would be so powerful but because we do not live in a system that honors life or a society that honors life we live in a society that honors control and dominance and greed and money and power and that is very clear so as women if we step out of that society I don't know what that looks like for you specifically, but for me, it was stepping away from any aspect that I was being controlled by the government, whether that is food stamps or medical or anything like that. I've stepped out of that society. And at some point I may have to get back into it um, because of my son's kidneys, but we're doing everything that we can in now naturally and with herbs to regenerate his kidneys. Um, but there's this aspect of really stepping, what does stepping away from society mean? Getting off of pharmaceuticals, getting off of being dependent on the government, getting off of um, aspects of being involved in society and replacing that with nature. And this is a process that doesn't happen immediately. This doesn't happen uh, you know, one day and it's an unraveling. And if you're going, well, I just got on to medications, good. Get your mental health in check so that you can create a timeline that is going to support you in the long term. If you're on medications for certain body aspects, if you'd like to transfer those to more herbal supplements, I would be willing to chat with you and talk with you and unravel these with you. So, there's aspects of really 
stepping out of a system that is no longer serving us. Because in that system, our gifts are squished down, are destroyed, are told that they're unimportant. And so when we step through those and say, I'm no longer prescribing to whatever this societal norm is, I am going to allow for my superpower to be worn as a medal of honor, right? I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve, knowing that this is my superpower. I'm going to wear my sensitive and emotional body and I'm going to honor it and adorn it and wear it as my superpower. And I am going to take the necessary precautions and measures, such as utilizing selenite to clear away the societal aspects that do not serve me. So allow for the selenite to just work on you as well right now, getting rid of any vortexes or holes in your aura or anything that is causing you to leak out your superpower to those who are not honoring it. So allow for this to just clear out your space. I'm going to do the hips. Just allow for our hips to be really opened around our head space so we can get really good at clarity. What is your too much? And how can you personally integrate your too much? So I've really had to work on that aspect of being too happy. You're so happy. You're so bright, right? It was like, you're so much. I don't want to, like your happiness is poking at me. And it does, it pokes at people. And some people cannot take it. And I am okay with that now. I do not dim my light anymore for anyone. If it triggers them, if it bothers them, if they're, if they're seeing it as anything other than what I am, I allow for them to take that representation of it and that's theirs. It's not mine. I've had people say, your happiness is so, it's, it seems aggressive or it seems like, and I'm, I, I laugh because I'm like, this is such a joyful space for me. So any unraveling that I'm doing and it might, so it's just funny, the connotations and the effects that it have on others can be very going, really? You see that? Is that okay? I don't own it anymore. I don't own other people's feelings because remember, other people's feelings are their emotional reactions plus the story that they have attached to that emotional reaction. You are not responsible. I am not responsible for other people's feelings. I am, I do get to honor other people's emotions. If I say something that has created an emotional reaction in somebody, I love holding space for that. I do, I, I make people cry for a living. That's what I do. Yet I see it as an emotional release, an emotional reaction. And I do not attach stories to that emotional reaction. 
which is so important. When we see that there's an emotional reaction even happening with us, maybe you're very sensitive and you get tears very easily, or maybe there's an emotion that happens in your voice. The throat chakra videos in the Magical Mothering Method are an incredible way to really um, allow for that healing to happen. Um, and so there's this aspect of knowing that our emotions are okay. We don't have to attach a story to them anymore. If we have tears that are coming up, we can ask it, is this about me or is this about another? Is this my emotional reaction or am I having an emotional reaction for the other person who is unable to feel anymore or unable to express an emotional reaction because they've stuffed it? These are vital questions, especially if you are too much in the emotional or sensitive realm, knowing that you get to be the filter. If you have an emotional reaction, I urge you to not put a story to it, to just allow it to come through you and to be released. It is so life-changing. When we can have an emotional reaction, we can allow for maybe our, our worries or our fears or sadness or grief or traumas or um, abandonment or any of these emotional reactions to come up, if we can allow for our, ourselves to feel the hurt and the pain without attaching a story to it, our body will release that emotional reaction without creating a bunch of feelings that linger. I don't think that this is taught well enough. In a life-honoring culture, in a life-honoring society, we are going to have to build up these new paradigms. We're going to have to build up our own understandings of this. And when I, I think having children is a fantastic way of doing that because when we get offered their emotional reaction, I allow for my children to feel, 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 feel. And then I go and connect and I say, are you, you know, what's going on? And if they've created a story around their feelings, it's really vital to connect with that immediately to reframe to put truths into that, to let them know that they're loved, to unravel, to find out where the story is coming from. Because again, so much of our own inner child aspects it comes from making up these stories about how we aren't loved. And then when we look at these situations as adults, we can often see, oh, my own parent didn't have the coping skills or my own parent didn't have the emotional reactions or their needs fulfilled to even allow for me to connect. Um, Takesha says, I've learned when I allow myself to feel in the moment, I react much better. Yes, as far as expressing myself and not regretting an outburst from suppressing my feelings. It is a great feeling to be able to communicate in a healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is, this 
is the gold. This is alchemy at its finest. When we allow for the chemical reactions in our own body to be released in the moment that they are felt without a story, without a burden, without guilt, without shame, but literally allowing for those emotions to move through us in a really organic way, then the chemical reaction in our own body is the alchemy of release, of learning, of connecting, of creation, rather than stuffing stories, like feeling, and then having those feelings popping up at like really inappropriate times or really, uh, you know, we're like, why did I just react like that? That is, that is not necessary for this circumstance. So uh, spend the rest of today really looking at your too much. If you'd like to be a part of the 30 days of moon magic, I do have a PDF that goes with today. There's a private discord community and you get the recordings and the transcriptions as well. If you want to just support this, if you're enjoying these daily lives, um, I do have on the Patreon a $3 a month tier. You can put in whatever value you want in there um, to just be a part of this community. You get into the private community as well, where we can just continue these conversations and share. Um, so this is really about creating a community of women who are ushering in our own in our own micro communities, in our own homes, in our own systems around us, in our own little communities around us. This is all about us connecting with each other so that we can truly usher in a new way of being, a new way of living, a life honoring aspect. And if we are not honoring our own lives, if we are treating our own selves with guilt and shame, and judgment and foods that are not nourishing and all these aspects. And I'm speaking to myself as well, as I'm saying these things, how do we expect to honor the life of other beings? So sometimes for us as people pleasers, as women, it is easier for us to honor the lives of others, but it is so crucial and vital for us to start honoring our own lives if not more than those around us. Because as we honor our own lives, we can then pour so much more into our communities, our children, our partners, the world, right? There's so much that can be said about allowing for ourselves the safety to be present for ourselves, to honor our own lives first. And this is, this is totally, it, it takes a quantum neuro leap to shift, to make ourselves. and I was talking with Lonise yesterday about giving ourselves 70% of our time and everyone else 30% of our time. That's mind boggling, right? We give 99% of our time away to everyone else in our lives and leave what might remain for ourselves. If we shift that and start giving 70% of our time, our energy, our love, our devotion to ourselves, we are going to outpour so much more. It's going to be so much more pure. 
It's going to be so much more potent. It's going to be so much more. It's, it's going to be so much, right? It's not going to be too much. Hey, Jess, welcome. It's not going to be too much. It, there's just going to be so much more to truly outpour if we give 70% within or 80-20, right? The 80-20 rule is perfect. 80% in, 20% out. And I find that as I've been practicing this, even creating and making and harvesting medicine, the plant process of connecting with the spiritual, you know, connecting and creating the spiritual, spiritual connection while harvesting plants is part of my 80%. And then when I go to make a potion, that's where that 20% comes in. But the process is all me. It's all my pleasure. And I'm able to outpour so much more and in so much ease because this is my pleasure process. And so finding ways to really create pleasure from all of these aspects, from doing dishes. The, I used to hate doing dishes. I still hate doing dishes. But my dish experience is now a 100% mindfulness experience. And as I'm doing the dishes, I'm totally present. I'm there. I'm feeling the plates. I'm feeling the water. I'm feeling, I'm watching the little soap bubbles. Like it's a mindfulness practice. And so in everything that we do, if we can create space for it always nurturing us as we're participating in it, we can allow for that out breath to then expand and connect with so many others. So magical women, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for all that you are and all that you do. Thank you for being too much to the world. And let's continue this conversation of looking at our too much-ness. Let's gather up those pieces. Let's have more conversations because as we connect and share our own stuff, it, it lights up and ignites. Oh yeah, I've been told that too. And so as we share and as we unravel together, we're able to really create more for, for ourselves and for others. So thank you for being here. Have an absolutely magical day and I'll see you all tomorrow.